The Bible tells you the truth. Sometimes that's hard because the Bible tells you the truth about yourself. One of the things it declares is that we are all sinners. We're held under the dominion of sin. Left to ourselves, God would find nothing righteous in us. But the Bible also tells the truth about the solution. When we acknowledge God's honest, divine assessment of us, we can find the ultimate solution. Here's Stephen Davey to teach you more. Nobody likes to deliver bad news to somebody else, and I imagine it's very difficult for a doctor to inform a patient that they have cancer. But the person receiving uh, this bad news actually needs to hear it. In fact, the person who has cancer needs to know about it as soon as possible so they can respond and and plan their cancer treatment. Well, the Apostle Paul is about to deliver some bad news uh, here in Romans chapter 3, and and frankly, we need to hear it. We need to respond the right way to what we're about to learn. Now, Paul has uh, laid out the truth concerning the guilt of pagan unbelievers, uh, the guilt of so-called moral people, and then even the self-righteous Jewish people. And now Paul delivers two sweeping declarations concerning all of humanity. In fact, he writes here now in Romans chapter 3, at the end of verse 9, for we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. Now, first of all, understand this is a declaration of universal depravity. Paul writes here, all are under sin. You know what the literal meaning of that little Greek word all means? Well, it means all, (laughs) absolutely everyone, without exception, is guilty of being a sinner. This is what we call universal depravity or universal sinfulness. Let me tell you, everybody is in deep trouble with a holy and righteous God. Well, secondly, this is also a declaration of universal domination. Paul says here, all are under sin. By the way, this is the first time in the book of Romans the noun sin appears. Now, Paul has certainly talked about sin. He's graphically described uh, sinful behavior and sinful thinking. But this is the first time the word sin actually appears in this letter. The Greek word for sin is hamartia, and it means to miss the mark, to miss the target of holiness. You know, frankly, beloved, everybody's a bad shot. We all miss the mark. Paul writes here that we are all under sin. Here in verse 9, the word translated under means under the power of, under the authority of. Uh, The apostle is saying that all mankind is under the controlling domination of sin. We are all, without exception, under that, that irresistible undertow, so to speak, of sin. I can remember as a young teenager swimming in the ocean there at uh, Virginia Beach near where I was raised, and I began to be pulled out by an undercurrent, and I immediately knew I was in danger. I started swimming as hard as I could, but it seemed like I was just swimming in place. But then a set of waves uh, rescued me. They, They literally pushed me back in toward the shore. It was unusual and unexpected, and I was ever grateful. 
Now, what Paul does here is describe our sinful condition. That is, we're, we're under the grip of this undertow, the grip of sin in our hearts and lives. Now, at first, there might, this might sound like bad news. Uh, he's warning us, however, of the danger we're in, which leads then to a solution. Now, beginning here in verse 10, Paul begins to describe mankind with another indictment, in fact, one after another. At the end of the indictments, the bad news, so to speak, Paul is going to describe what we could call the waves of God's mercy and grace that bring us to safety. Now, here in verses 10 through 12, Paul gives us six biblical indictments, and here's the first one. Paul says that mankind is degenerate. He writes here in verse 10, as it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. Now, the word translated righteous uh, here in the Greek language, along with its related words, appears frequently throughout the book of Romans. It literally means right before God. Righteous means right with God. Paul says here that nobody is naturally right with God. In fact, we are naturally unrighteous, and, and we prove it in our covetous and lustful thought lives, our self-centered relationships, our sinful decisions and actions. Let me tell you, here's the bad news about you and me. We're not good people who do something sinful every so often. We're sinful people, and we interrupt that every so often as we consciously attempt to do something good. You see, apart from Christ, we need to admit as the Apostle Paul does later on in this letter to the Romans, he says, I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, Romans chapter 7 and verse 18. In other words, there isn't anything good, Paul says, about himself. And let me tell you, there isn't anything good about Stephen Davy, for that matter. The only good is Christ living in me, and when I surrender to him and allow him to live through me. Now, the second indictment Paul gives here about humanity is that humanity is spiritually dense. He says here in verse 11, no one understands. Now, the context here is referring to spiritual issues, spiritual truths. The apostle is saying that no one in the world grasps on their own spiritual truth. Now, this doesn't mean an unbeliever can't have a a rational understanding of what Christianity means or what the Bible teaches. Unbelievers can understand the facts of, of Scripture, but they can't understand, they can't grasp the spiritual implications of Scripture. They can get the facts about God, but they, they don't exercise faith in God. They, they, they frankly can't connect the dots, spiritually speaking. Paul puts it that way when he writes to the, to the Corinthian church. He says, the natural person, that is the unbeliever, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Now, Paul's third indictment is that all of humanity is spiritually disconnected. He goes on to write in verse 11, no one seeks for God. You see, beloved, apart from the grace of God, humanity doesn't seek God. They run from God. Just like Adam and Eve. Once someone is convicted of sin, they're going to go hide behind a tree. Uh, they're going to want, to want to go turn out the lights. They don't want to be exposed to the, the light, the truth about their sin. Well, Paul's fourth indictment here is that mankind is defiant. In verse 12, Paul writes, All have turned aside. 
Paul might have been thinking of the prophet Isaiah who said that we're all like sheep who've gone astray. We've turned aside to our own way, Isaiah chapter 53. Uh, This literally means we lean in the wrong direction, to turn away from what's right or righteous. Uh, One uh, uh, commentator from a few generations ago, Alva J. McLean, wrote that this phrase pictures a caravan that has gotten off the route. They've gotten lost while crossing the desert. Jesus Christ put it this way in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And what does Paul say here that mankind does? Well, they get off the trail. They get lost in the desert. They want to choose another way that's more suitable to them. Well, the next indictment Paul gives here against a fallen or sinful mankind is that they are increasingly decadent. He goes on to say here in verse 12, together they have become worthless. This Greek word for worthless here is the translation of a Hebrew word that was used to refer to sour milk. Milk that's turned sour can't fulfill its function. You you can't drink it. You don't want to. Uh, It it can't provide nourishment for you. So uh, Paul is saying sinful humanity is like spoiled milk. It, It can't fulfill its purpose. It's It's worthless. Now, with that, Paul now concludes the first section of indictments. And there are more to come, uh, by the way. He says here that mankind is entirely disobedient. At the end of verse 12, he writes, No one does good, not even one. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, "Uh, Wait a second, I know unbelievers who do good things. They give money to charity, they feed the poor, they help little old ladies across the street. Well, remember, Paul isn't talking about certain actions. He's talking about the internal condition of the human heart. Yes, some people behave better than other people, but that's not Paul's point. No human being has the desire or capacity for righteous living unless the Spirit of God takes control of his life and leads him to repent of his sins and put his faith in Jesus Christ. Now, these indictments uh, sound like uh, bad news, and they are, but they are the truth about you and me. You might need to see yourself here in this passage and admit your sin and your need for a Savior. And when you do, Jesus Christ will forgive you. His grace will be like those unexpected waves of the ocean that roll in and push you onto the shore of Christ. The Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Until next time, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey and a lesson called Responding the Right Way to Bad News. I hope this time in God's Word encouraged you today. Stephen is the president of Wisdom International. We have a resource designed to help you understand the gospel and the salvation God offers. It's a resource you can use if you have your own questions about the gospel. 
It's also a resource you can use when you're talking with friends and family members about salvation. We call it God's Wisdom for Your Heart. There are three ways you can access this resource. First, it's on our website. Visit wisdomonline.org forward slash gospel. That's wisdomonline.org forward slash gospel. That link should take you right to it. If you have the Wisdom International app, there's a button that says Gospel right on the home screen. We also sell bundles of this resource in print for you to share with others. Give us a call today for information. You can reach us at 866-48-BIBLE. That's 866-48-BIBLE or 866-482-4253. Call today. Then join us back here next time to continue traveling along this wisdom journey through the Bible.